Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration America, and today we are blessed to have Marshy Smith, co-founder of the Independent Council on Women's Sports, which is fighting nationwide to protect women's sports from the onslaught of gender insanity. Smith is a former NCAA champion swimmer. Well, Marshy, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And, and Marcy, I, I want to know a little bit about you. Tell us a, a bit about your background, your story, what led you to start Icon. Let us know. Sure. So I started swimming when I was six years old um, in my neighborhood swim pool in Virginia. Dove across the deep end, touched the wall first miraculously. And in those days, you <laughs> got out, you stood up dripping wet, and they handed you a blue ribbon immediately and from that moment on I was pretty much hooked on the sport um, not necessarily because I loved the fun of swimming more so it was that that feeling of accomplishment and winning and so I was hooked from then on I swam in Virginia through high school I was a six-time Virginia state champion um, then my family relocated to Nevada where I won another um, four state titles in Nevada, I believe. Um, I was recruited to the University of Arizona where I had a wonderful um, athletic department staff and coaching staff, Frank Bush and Rick DeMott. I won a Pac-10 and NCAA championship title uh, my junior year in the 100 yard backstroke, um, which was one of the greatest days of my life. Um, and, uh, you know, the next year I had big, big aspirations for my senior year, um, after, you know, coming off a national title win and, um, tragically I wrecked my shoulder, um, overtraining and basically that NCAA championship race was essentially my last swim race. I had aspirations to to go for the Olympics. Um, and suddenly, you know, I was forced out of the sport against my will. And, um, you know, that's why watching this past season unfold, it really hit me very hard because, you know, I was watching these seniors um, winning and, and women who didn't know maybe like me that that was gonna be their very last swim race ever and yeah. it was really tainted um quite a bit with the events that unfolded yeah it was like coming right off of covid it led right into this and and i can imagine you know just the disappointment because there's so many athletes out there that that didn't have a season because of covid right so everything starts back up again and then before you know it especially for the women now they're competing against biological males and you know, hearing your story and your excitement of of when you were a kid racing and and, and the the confidence it instilled in you, and, I, and I'm assuming you know, maybe at the, as a child, but you you were probably not racing against biological males throughout high school and college. No, never. I mean, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind. And swimming's kind of a unique sport because we train. Um, you know, pretty intimately with men and women in the same lanes. 
So mm -hmm. we're head to head on a daily basis. We go to meets together. We, um, you know, are fully right. integrated in our training together. So it, it's, it's unique because I know um, really deeply the differences between men and women because we train right. together so, <laughs> so frequently. And, and yet we never ever would have even crossed our minds to actually go head to head in a competition with each other. And so it's almost like the, watching this season unfold was like beyond belief to me, which is why I kind of had this sense of denial watching the season unfold and continuing throughout the season to hear and see media reports that this is continuing on and on when in the beginning I first heard and thought, oh, wow, well, somebody's going to take care mm -hmm. of this. I mean, the NCAA could never allow this to go as far as the conference championship or certainly not the national championship. <laughs> and I was proven um, very wrong on that, shockingly. Yeah, it's insane. So you uh, you touched on you, you trained with with men. And, you know, one of the things that your organization talks about is, you know, the science behind the, the, the sexes. And you, in, in, in there it states that men have a 10% speed advantage over women. This is, this is scientific fact by, fact, by the way. 30% in power advantage and a 50% in strength, right? So there are clearly differences between men and women, especially when it comes to uh, competition in sports. And so, you know, you're watching uh, the, the season unfold where, like you said, this could be your last race. This could be your last experience. And, and you, you work your whole life up towards that. And, and then all of a sudden, now women are competing against men. And you saw this happen. And it seems insane, like this would never be allowed. But yet it was. You know, it, it was such blaze blatant um, sex discrimination mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of gaslight these women into accepting that this was a, quote, nice thing to do, to step aside and allow a male to win an award. I mean, Leah Thomas was uh, the NC, the, I'm sorry, the Ivy League mm -hmm. woman of the meet at their conference championship. Uh, Leah has five records, five freestyle records at UPenn on the women's board. So we have the men's record board filled with men. And then now half of the women's board is also, um, you know, uh, taken by a male athlete as well. So it's like women are really, truly being erased um, off of the record boards and yet we're being told by leadership um, that this is the right thing to do. I mean, it's like a backwards alternate dimension sometimes listening right. to particularly the NCAA continue to double down repeatedly on these, uh, right. you know, guidelines. I mean, isn't this the opposite of what Title IX was supposed to do? Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, this is coming from the top down. It's it's coming from a lot of places, but the Biden administration has really uh, made a formal assault on Title IX. Um, 
basically wanting to conflate the definition of sex in the law to mean gender identity, which essentially erases the law. I mean, to um, say that you're not going to deny someone the benefits, um, you know, based on sex, and then to say, well, men can opt into this. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's against the law, which is why um, we have uh, put forth a demand, legal demand letter to the NCAA, basically telling them they must comply with the laws of the country, not the um, you know changed interpretations coming from the Department of Education and the Biden administration, but to follow the original intent 50 years ago that was put in place to um, ensure that women have equal opportunities right. in sports um, to male counterparts. I mean, it's not some unreasonable expectation. Yeah, we are we're going backwards. It's 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 amazing uh, that that is happening. But you know, hearing your story, you're a competitor. You're not going to sit by and allow this to happen. So what did you do? So we have organized um, ICONS, Independent Council on Women's Sports. I'm one of the co-founders. Kim Jones is the mother of an Ivy League swimmer who had to compete head-to-head -head against Leah Thomas all season. Mm -hmm. And basically, we wanted a team because what we were finding was that nobody was advocating for the female athlete perspective on this. You know, uh, sports governing bodies are looking to trans activists to say, hey, what do you want in terms of our policy? And then they're just going along with that against science and reason, common sense, biology. And um, so we want to offer, uh, you know, legislators, sports governing bodies, um, coaches, school boards, um, a resource where they can come find the science. They can find what is the legal landscape. They can talk to the athletes directly. And so that we can have a seat at the table when determining not transgender policy, but this is a women's sports policy. Right. So we should be consulted, uh, you know, with for the rules that dictate our own eligibility category. So wait a minute, Marcia, you're telling me that you are trying to follow the science, that there are differences between biological males and biological women, and it makes a difference in, in sports. I mean, there, there's an there's an onslaught, right? It, it all happened, it seemed at once, especially, you know, I, I participated in many school board meetings, and because I, I was shocked and appalled at what they were advocating in, in terms of education for our children for things that they should not be taught at this point and they're not they're not mature enough to know this type of stuff so um, I love that your organization is following the science so so tell me a little bit more of that how are you educating uh, the public of the differences uh, so that we don't have this issue moving forward well, one of the most compelling things is to let the athletes speak for themselves. There are so many girls. This is not a swimming problem. This is across every single sport at this time, every single age group. Mm -hmm. So the public, if they heard all the stories that I hear on a weekly basis from parents and the athletes themselves, 
I mean, it, we would be feel a, a lot bigger sense of urgency, I think. But there is this intimidation factor. Mm -hmm. um, there are people that really have lost their jobs, lost friends and family because they're stepping out of line, maybe from their party, you know, maybe they're traditionally mm -hmm. a liberal person and really have that double sense of, you know, oh, I can't speak out about this. Um, so number one, telling the stories, get the athletes to speak up, have courage, mm -hmm. um, encourage all of them to speak out, um, especially parents on their behalf. And, um, you know, we want to continue to apply pressure internally, externally. We just did a rally at the NCAA convention in San Antonio um, two weeks ago. And basically, we wanted to show the NCAA, we're here. You need to stop discriminating against your female athletes. We were picked up by a thousand media outlets. Um, and we want to continue the conversation to say, hey, if you are a board member on these sports governing bodies, they tell us directly behind the scenes and privately, hey, I'm with you, I, you know, I'm on your side. And yet the policy unfolds and they're taking this kind of middle ground, mm -hmm. but still allowing males in women's competition. And we want to say it's okay to draw the line. Like, please stand up in these meetings. You have the science behind you. You have law behind you. I mean, really, we need to take a stand against these one or two people we're finding per sport or per organization that has an activist position. Yeah, it gets gets all the media attention, and, and what you see is is that they're trying to they're they're going along to get along, and we have to stop doing that. That that is not making anything better. It's 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 making it's actually making it much worse. And you guys are fighting to make sure that it happens. So how have you guys been received? You talked about media attention and things like that and rallies. Have you guys been attacked or has is, is this been actually very positive so far? You know, when I initially was launched into this, it was because I was asked by a teammate at the University of Arizona to write a collaborative letter on behalf of our team. And so there's about 45 of us spanning generations back to the 90s to present day, really accomplished Olympic champions, world champions, NCAA champions, women of the year. I mean, stellar swimmers on this list. You know, some of them have sponsorships that are telling companies are telling them you can't speak out publicly on this, yada, yada. There are threats. Um, many work for universities where their mm -hmm. careers are, you know, um, at risk in whatever capacity you want to help. If you want to help yeah. to do something, we can do it anonymously or very publicly. Everybody needs to play a role in this and we need more numbers. We need people behind us in every single sport. So please come to us and we would be happy to help you to affect your individual sport, your state, your team. Um, you know, one thing that people can do right away is write a letter like we did at mm -hmm. the University of Arizona. We sent it to our school and also to the NCAA, even though they never responded. That doesn't mean they didn't get it and they don't get the message and they're not having crisis meetings behind the scene that we're hearing about secondhand. You know, so we need to apply pressure and the more letters they receive, the more calls, the more conversations, 
um, the more, the higher it pushes up this uh, topic on their agendas in their board meetings coming up. And we want this to be on the top of their list until they decide women deserve fair competition at every age and every level. So we mm -hmm. will defend that and, and make a big public statement to put forth policy that aligns with that. So, so obviously the NCAA has been in the news, but you, you go even lower, right? High school, elementary school, you're willing to get involved in all of that. Absolutely. And, you know, that we have a, a limited amount of manpower, but what we're finding is that women athletes are some of the most well-connected, confident, hardworking, and dedicated people on the entire planet. So we are getting women who are coming to volunteer former Olympians, world champions, Olympic champions that are helping us. And we're definitely not going to stop. So for the NCAA and all of these um, governing bodies like the IOC, Olympic Committee, and mm -hmm. even governmentally. So for these um, associations, the IOC, International Olympic Committee, for the government, for um, state legislators for school boards and universities to align in opposition to some of the most powerful women on the planet. I mean, if it were me, I would not be betting against us. So um, it's time for them to get in line now and back these women athletes because it's the right thing to do. It's not just science. This is the right thing to do. We need to preserve the opportunities of our daughters, like my six-year-old moving forward so that she has the same opportunities that I did, not only to participate, but to win and to exceed, succeed. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm definitely getting out of your way. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no chance you guys are gonna fail on this. And I, and I love, I mean, it, it just makes so much sense, but I, I love the fire that you guys have come up with and say, you know, enough is enough. And can, can we get the men out of the women's lockers too? I mean, I have daughters myself. I don't want that to happen. No one wants to see that happen. Yes, I mean, we are hearing some disturbing stories now of 80-year-old women, 17-year-old girls, um, you know, that are put in the, these really, honestly, dangerous situations, traumatizing the the Ivy League swimmers at NCAAs um, and on the UPenn team, um, some of them have never seen male genitalia in their life and suddenly they're in a, a situation where they're in a locker room with a, a nude male and then their administrators are telling them that they need to seek counseling if they're not okay with that. I mean, this really is, um, this is really a pivotal point, I feel, in the history of America, if we're going to allow this to continue. So we need to really start um, speaking up because the opposition, they know how to be loud, but we have the numbers and we can't rely on this kind of silent majority stuff anymore. We need to be a really vocal majority. You used to get arrested for that kind of stuff. You know, enough is enough. And uh, we, we need to stand up against this. So, so Marcia, I love that. And look, how, what's the best way that they can get in contact with you? So our website is www.iconswomen.com, I-C-O-N-S, 
icons.women.com. Our social media is icons underscore women. You can find us there. Um, look me up, Marshy Smith, on our website. Um, please, please uh, go go into our YouTube channel on our website. Watch some of the presentations. A lot of this confidence in being able to speak about this, um, even to friends and relatives and family, which is where we need to start these conversations, is just in equipping yourself with just basic stats and ultimately what you need to know is that again the science is on your side the law is on your side and doing what's right is the right thing to do so you know have that confidence teach yourself um, through some of the resources we have available get in contact with us if you want to volunteer so reach out to me marshy smith my co-founder kim jones find us on our website social media if you want to volunteer, we will um, connect you and we have a lot of ideas of how to do that. However, some of the best ideas are coming from the outside, from people who want to be involved saying, hey, let's try this, let's do this. I know so-and-so, let's write complete letters to send to my government officials and my school board and whatnot. And uh, so we want all of your ideas, your help, Please come join us on monthly webinars where we are um, showcasing athletes and experts on this. You can go back on our YouTube channel, Icons uh, Women, and find some of those resources there. But if you want to connect, we are happy to have you. So please join our team. That's great. Well, Marshy Smith, thank you so much for joining us and bringing back some sanity back to our country. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for all you do. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. And don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting FIRST RIGHT to 30161. That's FIRST RIGHT, all caps, one word, to 30161.